So this week in the first 15 minutes, <laughs> we discussed Ralph Lauren, Mac Miller and car dealerships. Not necessarily in that order. We need a working title. I'm Jordan. Hello. And I'm Sarah Stonebrook. Why do you say it's a sexy So in the process of setting up then, I just completely wrecked the door. <laughs> but we've got mics. We have actual proper mics. And we sound sexy as hell. We do sound very good. Yeah. This is episode four of Crate and Vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. At least I got the name right. I might not have got the episode. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely the fourth episode now. Mm. Even though we had uh, technical difficulties with uh, number two. Yes, we did. You still managed to but salvage quite a bit. Did you manage to listen to that? I have not listened to it yet. Oh, really? It's I quite good. I can't believe I've listened to it yet. Craig's one was good as well. Are uh, any of them currently live? Uh, no. No. They're all on Dropbox still. But by the time so we're going to be we're going to be four episodes deep. Yeah. Before we actually uh, publish anything, at the very least. But they are live right now because if you listen to this, it has to be live. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that that is true. But um, so you know, with uh, social media and things like that, we're going to have to get things like we need to get things moving. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I think I am after, I'm gonna to have to take the plunge and what get a laptop. Oh, is that why you can't? Yeah. Exactly. I thought it was Google. No, it is it is Google, but I'm gonna to have to get a laptop as well. Okay. I'll make things easier and I'll be able to do other stuff on it as well. Yeah. Because of the Black Friday deal. Oh. It's what is it, four hundred and forty nine pounds rather than six hundred? Oh, I get it. Yeah. With your gigabyte RAM. It's eight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get that then. Yeah. yeah, I've looked at everything that says it's like really good for like projects and stuff. It's not just like an everyday one. Yeah. So I think I'll go for that then. Yeah, good. And it was Dell, wasn't it? Or was it HP? Or was it HP? I can't remember. But it was... Um, it was Dell. It wasn't Lenovo. Sorry, Ashton Kutcher. Does he still represent... Is he still part of the board? Because he was part of the board at one point, wasn't he? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, that conversation ended. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was watching um, a documentary uh, over the weekend, and it was about um, Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. And it's called Very Ralph. So if you haven't seen it, I really would say watch it. I have not seen it. But he says, he says um, in his documentary, um, you know, he he's he was worried at one point about um, sort of losing his identity. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you stay true? So so you know he's he's sort of developed over the years whilst remaining traditional in terms of the company, but he's done it without losing the identity. So like, how do you how 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 do you think he's accomplished that? And on a bigger scale, how would you go about like how how? Let me restart. <laughs> But how how would you manage to do that? Like, how do you think you'd manage to do that in your own personal life and things like that? Because you, we, everyone is constantly evolving and re- reinventing themselves yeah. whilst remaining themselves. So like on a greater scale, not on a on a business scale. How do you do that on a day by day basis? Because I I know I do it all the time. I mean, I think 
what it boils down to is um, having some sort of moral code or mm. some sort of direction you want to go in life. And mm. if anything sort of detracts from that, then it's probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, we all have micro decisions that we make that may affect the person we are. But if you make enough of them often enough, then you can change, you know, really rapidly over the course of a year. Mm. Mm. Like someone who runs such a, like a huge company. That's the I thing. mean... It's been doing for so long. Yeah. But then again, the temptation of him then is to change um, a lot of things to try to appeal to a larger market. Yeah. So it's not just a case of, oh, maybe I'll change the person I am slightly to try to get more friends or more people at work to like me. It's like, no, it's like serious business for someone in that position. Yeah. And how, how do you, when, when you, so I know, for example, I make rapid changes in my, in the way I handle situations when it comes to, comes to marketing my day job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because I always get pushed back because I'm quite, let's be honest, I'm quite outspoken. Yeah. Um, which is it's got it's good you know good good parts to it and, and bad parts to it especially in a uh, employee position I mean if I was an employer I can be as outspoken as I want to be <laughs> but it's it's good to be outspoken I feel to to push things forward and, and to do what's like you said you, as long as you're sticking with your moral code and you're do- doing things the, the way you think they should be done, and you're yeah. pushing to have things, you, you know, to, to change processes um, for the better good of the company or the people who own the company or the employees of that company, etc., etc. But Ralph, within the documentary, says, when, like he was talking about, like how he's had critics over the years and, and, um, how much negativity there's been around his brand at times and you know people think he's sort of like falling off yeah and and you know ralph lauren is, is not going to be um a thing anymore it's not gonna be a brand and he says you know i'm a big boy and if i had to listen if i had listened to the critics i'd have quit a long time ago yeah and it's very true because like for example if i had listened to my boss at the car dealership i used to work at car dealer group i used to work at i wouldn't be in marketing because of the the, the the fact that he thought he was always right and, and the way he wanted marketing to be done as an operations director mm-hmm. and the sleazy tactics that car dealerships tend to like. That are famous for, yeah. That are famous for. I mean, look at um, Trade Center Wales. Mm-hmm. Did you know Trade Center Wales put around £2,000 of margin on every single car? So if you're buying a car... For say two, well, two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Technically speaking, it's probably put about a thousand, fifteen hundred pounds on that particular car as a profit margin. Yeah. But the reason why people actually buy those cars is because they accept everyone on their finance. Yeah. I mean, that's like the big thing. <clears throat> and there, you know, there's no one. I mean, you can argue that's like taking advantage of people. Oh, 100%. Right? But then I suppose to a certain extent, you've got to overcharge. So that just in case certain people don't pay. No, 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 no. But with their finance arms. So they've got Can Can Car Finance. Yeah. And they're like, whatever their tagline is, it's like they can always accept you sort of thing. And all right. That, all that shit. But they charge more in terms of the interest yeah. than a typical finance right. company would. 
but they also accept everyone but they're only exclusive to trade center wales cars yeah so it's a, like it's a double bubble if that makes sense like you've got the 1500 pound or 1000 pound or you know a ridiculously overpriced car to begin with yeah to begin with when typically you probably only have about 500 to 1000 pounds in a used car they're typically putting 1500 to 2000 pounds on i mean when i was shopping for my first car and i was looking at courses i could have bought a very basic course of sting that had like 30,000 miles on it for £9,000. Hmm. I then went to a different dealership, the one that I worked for, and they had a Corsa SRI VX line, which is essentially one of their top rate, um, yeah, top, um, uh, what's the word, top top editions of the car? Well, top models of the car, whatever, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, but it had 16,000 miles on it. It was a year old and they wanted eight and a half. When the car was worth brand new, the car was worth about 6,000 pounds more than the Corsa Sting. Yeah. And if you went elsewhere, you could have bought the equivalent car for about three and three and a half grand less. I think, for example, I, I tell you who bought a um, brand new, well, it was like a couple of months old. Um, Craig, he bought a Corsa Sting. And he got it for two and a half grand less. <laughs> so, you know, the, the ones who are in bad financial situations just accept it because they're like, where else are they going to get a car? Yeah. How First of all, like in all fairness to them, the turnaround time in terms of buying a car with Trade Center Wales, you can go in that day and walk out within two, three hours. Yeah. But they also don't do a health check on the car. Mm-hmm. So, for example, where I used to work, there used to be like a, a 50-point health check where they check the tyres, the wheel, um, the, the, the brakes, um, certain parts of the engine was running properly, uh, you know, the clutch, things like that. They literally probably, they literally just do a walk around of the car, they wash it, and they put it on the forecourt. Yeah. So it's, it's the process behind the scenes that people don't realise. And I know they say, like, um, the cars had one previous owner, for instance. But sometimes that owner is like a rental company. Yeah. So it's had like dozens or hundreds of people driving it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's taken some serious damage. Yeah. 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 Although to be fair, my car was um, an enterprise car before it was sold to me. <clears throat> it's been touch wood. It's been uh, a good little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like so. For example, we're slagging off Trade Center Wales, and apparently he's a really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you deal with critics? Because obviously people, like like Ralph Lauren said, you know, people are going to slag you off. And if you're going to listen to them, then you're going to go out of business. You're going to just cave in as soon as they slag you off. Yeah. But you just have to keep going. You just have to care about what your mission is, what your uh, moral values are, and what your dreams are. And make those your your milestones, your, um, not milestones, your, like your shrine, like it's your, that's everything that you're concentrating on, you don't focus on anything else. Yeah. You don't allow negative voices to, to tarnish and, and change your views. I mean, Trace Underworld has been around a long time. I remember hearing radio adverts for it when I was like 11 years old. Tell them Trevor sent you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, they've been, they've been around years. Actually, I don't know when they... That's a question. Trivia question. They must have been going for at least like 15, 16 years and maybe even over two decades. 
Hmm. He's a very rich boy. Yeah. Well, they've got three locations now. Uh, Neath. And they've got one in the Midlands, haven't they? Have they? They've got trade centre Midlands. I know it's Neath, Merthyr, and is it Cardiff? Or am I just making the Cardiff one up? Uh, yeah, North Cardiff. It's Pontypridd, where I used to work. That gives away some of the dealerships I could have been working for. Um, I'm trying to figure out when... Oh my god, the website is so annoying. Jesus. I mean, I've been on some very unuse-friendly websites. 1999. 1999. 1999. So that's 20... Oh 20 years. 21 years next year. Yeah. Congratulations. Is it Mark Bailey? I want to say his name is. I don't know. Congratulations, Mark Bailey. He's got a lovely house down the um, down Mumbles. Have you seen it? No. It's being built on the, on the front on Mumbles Road. It's gonna like have a shark tank. It's gonna be proper. Oh, James, I think I think James I saw Bond the garage. Yeah. yeah, it's underground garage and hmm. it's gonna be proper James Bond. Paris can it's lush inside apparently. But uh, yeah, well done, uh, Mark Bailey. I'm sorry if I've got your name wrong, and I'm sorry for slagging off your uh, principles. And also, by the way, your sales team, uh, most of them do coke on premise so if you want to sort that out then <laughs> I know like the sales team are, are very aggressive oh yeah um, but you, you realise they like get paid 50, 50 quid every yeah. car they sell right. so like you would be aggressive if you're getting paid that <laughs> you get ba- basic you know minimum wage as your as your basic salary mm-hmm. and then your commission's 50 quid for every car you sell and every day you're like you're challenged to sell you know 10 cars a day yeah Wherever else you probably like it's a, a car a day. So yeah, no, a lot of like big. You to be to be honest, you've got to be on heroin to uh, to work there. <laughs> got to be on something. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, a lot of the car sales uh, salesmen that work there, and women, um, they tend like the ones I know. They tend to walk away every month with you know two three grand in their pocket. Yeah, which is not too bad. And I know I know some who are walking away with like ten grand in their pocket every month like seven eight months you know on the trot yeah but they also work like six seven days a week <clears throat> sometimes like 12 hours a day as well i've heard yeah they've got ridiculous opening hours don't they mm-hmm. they're open to like 9 p.m mm-hmm. so you can go in after work which and buy a car and then drive it off but guess what good customer experience yeah and that's what it's about i mean they do make everything as convenient as possible don't they yeah yeah and, and even down to like the way they sell the finance it's broken down to a weekly payment because fifty pounds a week sounds a lot better than two hundred pounds a month. Yeah, it's clever. I know some of their it's, cars. It's are like not ten pounds a week. It's not technically legal. Yeah, some some of the stuff they do isn't legal, but it's clever. But hey, that's the reason why they've got their own finance on. They can get away with a lot. Because I can guarantee, if they went to like Santander for car finance for their customers I guarantee they would not be able to be a broker for Santander mm. because of their practices <laughs> Santander would probably turn around and say no we're not gonna we're not gonna allow you to use us as a finance arm and you say that but I think Santander have like directly funded terrorism before have they via like citation needed on this one by the way <laughs> um, yeah but a lot of like high profile British banks have ended up like laundering money for like Mexican t- cartels. Really? Yeah. I did not there know was like that. A, there was a huge thing about it a couple of years ago. Good God. Yeah. But they like, I don't know if yeah, anyone even went to jail for it. I think there was just like, you know, a hundred million pound fine, which was nothing to 
the bank, and that was it. There you go. That's brilliant. Yeah. I, well, not not is it like a good thing? I mean, but I'm not sure if it was Santander, but it was. There were several large British banks. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Again, not in a fantastic way. Just the story itself is fantastic. Yeah. I find it. I find it interesting how our conversations already this week <laughs> have been a. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Not smoother, but definitely more serious. I feel so far. Yeah. Than last week, and certainly more fluid. Fluid is the word I'm looking for. There's definitely a better flow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why though. Maybe it's because it's two. It's easier to have a conversation because three is a crowd, isn't it? That's so if we had four, yeah. if we had four people on, we'd be talking across each other. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be, it might be okay if we had four mics. Oh, by the way, guys, we've got two microphones now, and it sounds crispy and clear as hell. Two brand new mics straight out of the box. Yeah. Oh, we can start doing. Uh... Barry White. What? Barry White. Barry White. Barry White. Oh, no, not Barry White. I was thinking Hodgkins. <laughs> or, or Barry Very White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the process of setting uh, these mics up, we couldn't work out how to work out the stand. We couldn't work out to work out the stand. <laughs> but, uh, and I also broke Terrace's door as well. The door handle just came off. Yeah, I just went to close it and it just completely came off in my hand. <laughs> but apparently it was an existing issue. It wasn't me being strong or anything like that. Yeah, I live I've in... I've still um, got the strength of a, of a five-year-old. I live in a, a very basic flat. It's a classic, <laughs> like, you know, buy a, buy a place, do the minimum amount of work and then get people in renting it. Yeah. yeah. Which again is Which, like... That's what most people, most landlords end up doing, you know. Yeah, but it's not actually worthwhile, I don't think. Like, like when you, when you look at the real estate markets and the amount of money um, that landlords have to pay now, mm-hmm. do you think it's worthwhile actually, like, buying property as an investment to rent out? Because it seems to be getting harder and harder. And it's, uh, and it's maybe a case of the rich get richer and the poorer get poorer. It is, yeah. Uh, I mean... It, like years ago, it used to be people who wanted a house, families and that sort of thing, or couples wanting to start a family, they would buy a house or a flat or whatever, and they were competing against each other. Mm. But now, of course, you have the millennial generation who are competing against each other with jobs that don't pay much, mm. especially in real terms. Yeah. Um, but then they're also competing against like buy-to-let landlords who have like way more money and way more resources. Yeah. So they're probably pushing you know pushing up the prices of property themselves yeah yeah and then you've got the likes of um coastal Mm -hmm. who are a social enterprise i want to say yes i've I've had the the ceo um did a uh, talk at rian's graduation and it was such a (laughs) self-obsessed talk it was ridiculous. And then you had, um, uh, I, I, I know her daughter, but I can't remember her name. Uh, something Awobi. Um, I'm really sorry, I can't remember her name. Um, who, who gave this amazing talk about, you know, how you need to concentrate on your futures and, and how amazing you are. Because obviously, Rian uh, studied a teaching degree. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone else at the ceremony studied a, a teaching degree. And you know how building up um, future generations is so empowerful and and you have to be you know you know you have to do right by them and you have to nurture them every step of the way and and you have to let them be free and and all these amazing like the the way she, she I could never do it justice but she did an absolutely amazing talk but beforehand you had this uh, lady from coastal who's achieved a lot mm-hmm. and done amazing things with coastal but it's completely about you know like how i've saved the world sort of <laughs> like thing <laughs> And it's just a case of like, oh god, it's so disappointing to hear that. Like when someone's so self not not self obsessed, but you know, it's like um, the Kanye West, you know, syndrome, like God God complex, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The Yeezy complex. The Yeezy complex. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be coined by someone in the future. Yeah. Probably me when I finally do my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an official official thing. We we can then cite it. As okay. part of the show notes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you know, speaking of God complexes, um, I sent you a post on Instagram. Was it yesterday or the day before? You sent me a lot of posts on Instagram. Uh, the one of Goldlink, posting about Mac Miller. Yes, Rest of course. In peace. Um, so Goldlink, he's um, an artist. I don't know if you know any of his music, Terrace. I don't, I don't recall the name. No. Um, he's been on I tell you what I, I, I saw on YouTube he's been on Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, vlog before um, I didn't watch it so I don't know what was discussed but I, I imagine it's about his career and marketing and how he can move forward and probably how you should be putting out content every single day a new album every single day and yeah. things like that you know hustle 24-7 and <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no he um He's quite a big artist. He's worked with like Kitchenada, Anderson Pack himself. Um, he did a tour with Mac Miller. I think he's done two tours with Mac Miller. I might be wrong there, but I think he's done two. Um, but anyway, he posted on Instagram uh, this week saying how Mac Miller, um, like how he appreciated Mac Miller and all the work he did, and and you know for putting Goldlink on, so to speak, because. Gold Link was allowed to open for Mac Miller on this tour, yeah. um, and, and you know he he opened up Gold Link to this massive audience that Mac Miller had, and and sort of helped uh, propel Gold Link's career. What I found interesting within the context of the post, the caption, was how he would sort of paint Mac as being. Um, he he said something along the lines of like being an innocent child. And you'd like look down in guilt when he was talking about um, Divine Feminine, which is a um, album of Max. Um, and it was, it, was, it was as if to say, you know, Mac Miller stole Gold Link's vibe to keep a, uh, a topic going, so to speak. Because, yeah. you know, we've, we've, we've spoken about vibes now for like three episodes running. Yeah. Maybe four. Did we mention in the first one? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we, we need to keep vibes going. It's like a segment of ours now. We need to, <laughs> we need to market it um, as something we discuss. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I find it interesting how Goldlink was, was talking in this post about, you know, how Mac Miller was like an innocent child whenever he, he spoke about some of his work and... Um, and then Anderson Pack, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because it's been deleted by Anderson since. Um, so obviously he uh, regretted either posting it or it's been resolved. Um, but Anderson Pack then created a um, uh, Instagram post 
about how Goldlink was being very disrespectful after Mac Miller's passing and how um, he should be more grateful towards Mac Miller. Um, and if he'd stolen um, Vibes, style, um, or an album idea off of Goldlink, um, then why hasn't Goldlink got the, the, the awards? Um, and why did Mac Miller get all the awards? So, to, you know, so, so to speak. Um, which I found, I found what Anderson Pack did very sort of heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him stick up for a friend of his, um, who's obviously no longer with us. And it was very um, real. It, it's not a a thing you do without really considering the sort of consequences on Instagram, right? Especially yeah. when you've got like a million people following you like on each account. So it's it's a god complex of gold link to think that Mac Miller, who in my opinion is a better artist than than Goldlink ever has been. Um I I I think it was just, you know, it was a bit of a Kanye West moment where Goldlink was like, you know, I was better than Mac well, I'm better than Mac Miller Miller um, Miller's body of work um, I was just a it seemed like a childish post but then why is he even doing it now so long afterwards exactly yeah. why wasn't it quite you know quashed during their friendship because mm-hmm. I, I believe they're friends I don't think they ever fell out I might be wrong there but you know they, they did you know they, they worked together plenty of times I'm sure they did they certainly, you know, they certainly had each other's mobile numbers, I'm sure, to even, like, have a conversation around it. Like, oh, my God, you stole my album. And all that bollocks. But I just think it's crap. Even if even if Mac Miller took the vibes, the the style that Gold Link had on this particular album, why didn't he just take it as a, oh, my God, I'm so appreciative of the fact that you... You know, the, the, you've taken me as inspiration for your album. I would. It's like, you just have to be, like... It's just so childish. <laughs> People are very um, very easy to accuse others of theft. theft. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why people can't see it as, like, uh, an homage anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking about last week, about um, how Pharrell... Uh, was accused and uh, I suppose is the word prosecuted in that circumstance? I suppose it was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was prosecuted along with Robin Thicke for stealing the vibes of Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. It just doesn't make sense to me how you can go after people for money or in this circumstance after someone's passed um, in terms of Mac Miller um, and sort of disrespect him and say that you know he got his style off me is essentially he was Goldlink was respectful in his post by the way, but he just made these acute little uh, he, he just added these acute little phrases, which were totally disrespectful yeah. because he's painting a picture of Mac being a guilty person. Um, and I just don't understand like why can't like you say why can't he just take it as a compliment and say you know what I must have put out some good work and I'm so thankful. Mac decided to and it should have been private anyway even if, if he had those feelings and thoughts he should have kept them private why is he telling the world I just don't understand the thinking behind it just say you know Mac Miller was an amazing guy my favourite album is Divine Feminine um, or Feminine I should say because it's I'm British um, and um, 
you know, why can't you just take it as a compliment? I just don't understand the thinking behind it. I mean, surely you must have known as well that it was going to get him some uh, negative pushback. Mm-hmm. You know, you oh, it's probably a publicity stuff, wasn't it? Let's face I mean, it. You know, people say stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously there's going to be a hell of a lot of people who are going to jump on it and vehemently disagree. Yeah. And be very angry about it. I'm sure a lot of people did. I noticed that when I sent it to you, and when I first saw it, it didn't have any comments. It, the, the comments were disabled. Mm-hmm. So I assume he did have some... Uh, Shitty pushback. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hey. Goldlink lost a, um, a significant amount of respect um, from myself. And Anderson Pack gained even more. I didn't think it was possible because I really respect Anderson Pack and I think he's an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a decent human being too. Um, have you seen the video of him uh, jumping on the um, on the table at a radio station celebrating the um, his album release? Oh, it's hilarious. He jumps up on the table and immediately falls off. (laughs) He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It is amusing. I'll have to send you a link. I'll try and find it later and send you a link. Um, Right, so let's get into some music, shall we? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to play. I really don't. I'm going to surprise you. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to surprise you with but I'm going to surprise you with something it's going to be a surprise for us all yeah it's going to be a surprise for me too if I find uh, some ideas hmm. uh... oh, I'll tell you what I'll play Searching by Roy Ayers <laughs> I'm searching 
can't breathe, can't think, been doing up. My friends on the street stop so abrupt. What's wrong? They demand, tell us what's up. Don't need one look, and they all shut up. See, it's written all over anyone can see. No matter how much daily attitude seems. And I'm tired of missing what I've been replaced. So tired of the world knowing your mistakes. And the tears keep rolling down my face. second song then so the second song was um, Rolling Down My Face by Anne-Marie yeah. and you turned to me and said is this Beyonce I find that very interesting i tell you why because the producer who produced that record is called Rich Harrison and very early on in Beyonce's solo career he produced um, like Crazy in Love and a few yeah. other records um, so I'm wondering whether that's maybe why as well you uh, you thought it was Beyonce obviously she does sound like Beyonce yeah um I think Amory is probably very heavily influenced by Beyonce, um, probably because Rich Harrison was was her mentor. So that's probably why she's got a similar style, and certainly the production is very similar because of well, it's being Rich Harrison, yeah. who is by the way one of the most underrated 
producers around and no one knows his name like Rich Harrison have you ever heard of Rich Harrison probably not no I don't think so no but Kanye West yeah yeah Jay Diller through me yeah you know but hey that's music that's the music industry yeah Rich Harrison guys if you uh, ever want a decent producer that you haven't heard of before listen to some Rich Harrison stuff he's got plenty out there have you heard of Swiss Beats? I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. Of it. <laughs> not sure I've, who... I've heard who, that word. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. You know, um, at the end of this week, it's the end of November. Yeah? Yeah. And at the end, the end of November, the Help to Buy Ices close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um what are you gonna like what are, what are the alternatives to saving to buy a house after that because obviously you've got the lifetime ISA but it helped buy ISA was giving you like it's if you save 12 grand it gives you gives you three grand yeah it's bonus. a 15 I think yeah yeah which is a really good deal in all fairness yeah plus interest that you earn as well on the on the money you put in well, it depends. I mean, if we end up getting a Labour government, maybe we'll get something like that again. Mm. Who knows? It's all up in the air at the moment. I Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't even kept up with any of the news. So obviously we're having 12th of the 12th, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. So I know I know we're having a general election on the 12th of the 12th. We shouldn't say dates. This is going to be awful when the podcast <laughs> releases. <laughs> yeah. Especially when this comes out in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> It's like a year and a bit ago. Like, what the hell are these guys on about? Um, yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah, the, the general election is the 12th of the 12th. 20, no, no, 20, yeah, 2019. I was going to say 2020. Um, but we're not there yet. With savings and things like that, like, what are the alternatives? Because I literally have no idea. Bitcoin. <laughs> That's not safe. I tell you what, that's, that's really just ridiculous. Coinbase has now dropped to £5,889 for each Bitcoin. Sorry, on Coinbase, Bitcoin mm-hmm. has dropped to £5,889. Whereas at one point, it was at like ten and a half grand. Yeah. I mean, we have to see how much more regulation it gets. Yeah. It's definitely not going to I mean, be it's, a long-term saving solution. <laughs> it's still banned in some countries. It's illegal. Really? Yeah. Do you know what countries they are? No. Oh. Find out next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of it's probably because the government's not going to get their cut, right? That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a seventy-year-old man annoyed that he's not going to get the riches. Yeah, he's he's actually for the the next twenty years of his life, he's not actually going to earn any of the money, and that's what pisses him off. He he's pissed off. He's not going to be able to buy a second uh, motorboat <laughs> or a fourth holiday home. That's why he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah, which is worth twenty million pounds, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I just yeah. There's literally there's going to be no sort of help now for first-time buyers. 
Well, you would think, again, if Labour gets in, they would try to do something. Uh, we'll have to see. Mm. We have no idea what's going to happen. I think Terrace is a Labour supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have that feeling. <laughs> but it seems he is. And then we've got to see what happens with Brexit. Yeah, of course. Because if it's possible that and if we do end up leaving pretty soon, mm. that some mortgage providers are going to pull out and preferential rates are going to disappear. Really? For some British people. Yeah. Which is why like some people are going to end up like paying more for car insurance. Mm. Because one of the things you take into consideration with car insurance is how easy it is to get hold of the parts. Yeah. So obviously if you've got like a Citroen and Britain don't have a good deal with France... It's going to be difficult to get the parts, perhaps. So I've bought a British car that's made in Germany. <laughs> the German uh, car industry is tanking at the moment. Mm. It's not doing very well at all. No, nope. but India is on the up. Yeah. The automotive industry in India is on the up. We're making a lot of money in work now at the moment because we're starting to pick the India business back up now in automotive. So hopefully in 2020 India and automotive are going to be two words you hear a lot yeah certainly for my business anyway not my business but you know the business I work for and that would definitely change the market wouldn't it it would it would I mean what would that look like if suddenly India was like the main car producer oh no it wouldn't it would, that wouldn't happen that's not going to happen anytime soon definitely not And I can hear buzzing, can you? It's annoying me. The buzzing was annoying me, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, it's very noisy today. Now we've got good microphones, you might be able to pick up on all the noise. (laughs) I was looking at, like, podcasts the other day. Yeah. I, um stumbled across a podcast I remember listening to the first podcast that is podcast I listened to it was called the yog pod the what the yog pod the have yog you, pod yeah have you heard of the yogs cast no so the yogs ye old goon squad is what they were called ye what, what? ye old goon squad ye old goon, goon squad okay yeah they were um I don't know what the exact term is it was like a, a clan in world of warcraft right right and so there was two Two guys who used to make... Um, Wait, so did you used to play World of Warcraft? I didn't, no. Oh. But this is how these guys started. Right. And they started making videos of them playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Right, and um, they started this podcast of them just basically talking bollocks. Yeah. And it was the first podcast I listened to. Yeah. Like us. And then they moved on to other games and stuff as well, and they really hit off with Minecraft. Right. Right, years ago, before it was even released, because it was still in like... Oh, beta. Beta, and then alpha before they were playing it in. Oh, good God. Um, so there was just there were just two guys, uh, Simon and Lewis. Two guys, one cup. Two guys, and um, they would just like record themselves playing games and then just chop them up really simply, no editing, and put it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And it ended up getting quite a few views for the time. And then with like the Minecraft stuff, they really took off. And they were just two guys playing games, having fun. Um, and then there was like other people got involved as well from like um, uh, their group on World of Warcraft yeah. and it's now ballooned into them in December now they'll be doing a um, 
a Christmas live stream for charity. And last oh. last year they raised like five million pounds in December. Wow. And they're based in Bristol, and they've they've got a massive office. And they they've got like I don't know like forty something staff on premises, mm. and then countless around the world as well. And they now represent a lot of other like YouTubers and stuff. And you can I think you can rent offices from them. Wow. And including the cost of a certain amount of editing by their editors as well. Yeah. And it, yes, they do a lot of live streams and stuff. Oh wow. And it's um and one of the like I guess group of YouTubers with them is Hat Films. There's just three guys. Um two of them were they did like a like film degrees or something. Yeah. And then one of their friends joined them and they started playing games online and um putting videos on YouTube. And now that's ballooned into them. Yeah. having like nearly a million subscribers on YouTube wow and they've got a podcast as well and they're just uh, I think at one point all three of them were living together yeah and they in their living room they had like a big dining table with all their PCs set up and games consoles and stuff and they just like record yeah like 12 hours a day and that's what they did and that's... I think they were working like part time jobs as well at the time but like it's one of those things where if you really love doing something it's really, just it's really easy to do after you've finished work yeah you know it's it really is the difference so you know coming home from work at like 6 p.m or whatever and but then it's it's not about so when we're recording the podcast for example it's very easy to do yeah because this is enjoyable this is easy so to speak we might not be good at it we might be talking absolute rubbish but this is the easy bit it's in the behind the scenes of like editing the podcast yeah. and like that's what people don't see it's the post-production yeah or the, or the pre-production mm-hmm. in terms of you know us researching stuff I mean we don't do that but <laughs> us re- researching stuff and, and um, you know coming up with records to play and um, posting to social media that's not really fun no I mean some people enjoy it but when you're producing content on top of content on top of content it's you know it's it's hard work it can be hard work that's why a lot of people as soon as they start like making some money online they sacrifice that to get someone involved to take care of all that boring stuff mm. or as much of it as possible mm. so they can stay doing like the creative thing the bits they enjoy yeah yeah capitalism is wonderful <laughs> That's going to be a soundbite that someone uses. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of soundbites here in this episode. Mm. Probably. And the great thing is, they're crisp and clear. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they can very easily be used in the court of law. <laughs> <laughs> when we get sued for libel. Oh, God. Don't say that. Looks like. But there are some YouTube channels that have... They used to get like hundreds of thousands of views per video. Yeah. And now some of them I was looking at get like 30 or 40,000. Because they've lost their audience. But some of them are on like two or 3,000. And they've had like a million subscribers in the past. And they're getting two or 3,000 views on each video. On how often? For the past like two years. They're uploading like one or two videos a day. Yeah. Right? But still, that's insane. Um, So obviously like YouTube is no longer the platform that pays them much. They get they get views on, you know, past videos of course, but like people are moving over to like Twitch mm. for gaming because yeah. you can subscribe on that and you can donate. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> they've really had to diversify, otherwise they they just die. Mm. 
because they're doing this full that's, time. That's the key to everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you narrow down on a, on a particular niche. And then from there, so for example, it'd be like, it's us starting a podcast on mixed cloud only because that's where we can play music or whatever it might be, yeah? Yeah. And it's then once we've built a following there, do you then diversify and, you know, you have different channels that you then um, put content through and you have, you, you diversify your income stream. So maybe we have a sponsor on our podcast. If you're interested, hit this up. Um, but you have a sponsor on our podcast where we're selling, I don't know, microphones because we're talking about microphones at the moment. Um, focus right, you're brilliant. Pay us. Um <laughs> You know, and and then you you know you diversify the channels of communication with your audience. Um, you diversify your income streams. You potentially diversify your team, in terms of maybe like you said earlier, we have someone doing the content for us, or the the audio editing or yeah. the video editing, because maybe we want to go on YouTube. And so you diversify your team because they've got different skills and weaknesses. So you play to their strengths. It's just a constant as you grow, you become more mass. Produced, yeah, so to speak, and it's less about the niche, but more about the the mass audience, the you know, and having to churn marketing. out content constantly, yeah, which is a dangerous game hmm. because, like the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, because we've spoken about him today, he argues that it's about both. So, like, you put out as much content as possible, and eventually you'll like create something amazing yeah. which is something we've touched on in the past I think as well mm-hmm. um, and I think it's very true sometimes people don't have the the time or the motivation to go and do that and that's probably why a lot of people fail I mean putting out one piece of content a day is better than putting out none yeah but if you try to put out like 30 a day you're going to burn out <laughs> yeah especially if you really don't want to do it yeah. So it's better to put out that one piece. But you, you know what's amazing, and I will attribute this to Gary Vaynerchuk, even though I sort of had the idea before I heard him talk about it. Um, but it's just because he's the you know he's the 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 most famous person that I know who's come up with the concept. So I'm going to attribute it to him as the founder of this idea. Um, but no idea is original. Um, again, another mention, another. Um, Tell you what, we're winding in our historical episodes, even though we haven't posted any of them. Um, but yeah, no, Gary Vaynerchuk, he um, he has a, a content model, right? Yeah. And it's about creating one piece of content that, that can then be divided into multiple smaller pieces of content that, that can then be repurposed for, you know, for example, his vlog could be repurposed for a podcast. It could be repurposed for Instagram, for Facebook, for Twitter, for Snapchat, for tiktok for whatever else it could be so it's like it's, it's about creating content that that, that can be funneled down yeah. and repurposed into multiple channels so for us for example it's a podcast i know for example this is going to go up on my personal um on my personal profile on mm-hmm. instagram and facebook in some form like it's going to happen so you can put like one or two mm-hmm. hours into something and then you can spend however long chopping it up then. And the amazing thing is as well, is that you spend the one or two hours putting it into this amazing, you know, this, this big piece of content, this long form piece of content. And then you can have a team, you can hire a team who will do all the cutting and splicing for you afterwards yeah. to create the smaller pieces of content, which is what Gary Vaynerchuk does. 
And he is a genius for that. Even though I can guarantee, I, I know when we were like 18, 19, 20, I was begging you to do like podcasts and YouTube videos and, yeah. and stuff like that. Just on the principle that we could do the exact, it was like, it was the, the idea was the exact same idea that Gary Vaynerchuk runs with. And it's not original. Everyone's thought of it before, I'm sure. I mean, even bloody, um, I'm sure BBC News have thought of it before. Because, I mean, they've got their 24-hour news cycle, right? Yeah. So they probably have long-form pieces of content that in the, you know, the 6 o'clock news, they shorten from a 10-minute clip to, like, a 2-minute clip as a segment of their BBC News uh, 6 o'clock show. And, of course, they tweet their own articles and video clips and whatever else as well. And upload stuff to YouTube. Yeah. And they've probably been doing this for, for since 2009. Mm-hmm. Way before anyone else was. And then there's probably Einstein was doing something similar. There and <laughs> I don't know any other examples. Gary Vaynerchuk, you get it. You know, you're the genius. You're, um, you're attributed for uh, for the, uh, the content model that we were just talking about. Should we get into some more music? Yes, I suppose about that time. Yeah. I'm going to play some Parliament. It's called Flashlight. It's very funky. Are you into funky music, Terrence? I do enjoy funky. Do you like a little bit of funk? A bit of what? <laughs> a bit of funk? Play some funky music, white boy. <laughs>
like Terrace enjoyed that. You were tapping your foot then. It was a nice bit of funk. <laughs> a little bit of funk. Um, so the the first song, I can't even remember what I played now. Parliament. Um, Parliament, thank you. Flashlights by uh, Parliament. Not to conf- be confused with uh, Flashlights, by the way. Um, the middle song was uh, Backstabbers by the OJs. And the final song was Funkin' for Jamaica by Tom Brown. And Terrace definitely enjoyed it. He's definitely... Uh, <laughs> He enjoyed a bit of the flashlight and. Uh... <laughs> so speaking of flashlights. Oh God! Can we have a, an update on uh, your living situation? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? Um, the recent update uh, this week: living with Rian. That needs like its own theme tune. Uh-huh. Can, we, can we get its own theme tune, please? Is that going to be a thing? Um, Jessica, edit theme tune in. Who's Jessica? She's our editor. Got an editor, have you? Yeah. You've hired someone? Well, I have to now. <laughs> she you have has to, to find... be called Jessica. <laughs> you have to find someone called Jessica. Jessica, cut this, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, the living situation with Rian, yeah. It's, um, it's wonderful. I couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, did I... Oh, I told you about this, didn't I? But I'll, I'll tell the viewers... So, uh, Rian thought her pay packet, <laughs> her pay packet was going to be a lot more than what it actually turns out it is, um, because she didn't realize what pro rata meant. So, uh, yeah, she was a bit disappointed by that the other day. But, um, other than that, there's, there's, there's no other updates. Pro rata, guys, learn what it means. <laughs> look how smug you look. <coughs> Say anything, Terrence? Mm. <laughs> that is that is my uh, living situation. That's the update. Mm. She's annoying as ever, and as stupid as ever. Love you, Ray. But she did some awesome parallel parking the other day. She does. She she's a terrible driver, mind. She is a terrible driver. Even my mum this morning turned around to me and said, "I I gave my mum a lift into work, and um, I said, oh God, my the, our neighbour is terrible." driving and then my mum went Rian's not much better is she mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go I've just uh, yeah when Rian listens to this she's going to be like oh my god I can't believe uh, your mum said that about me <laughs> she says a lot worse Rian <laughs> this is the Burning Bridges podcast <laughs> that is what the episode's going to be called then. personal and business ties yeah there you go I don't. I don't feel like Craig wants to be on this podcast. By the way, we're calling you out now, Craig. Craig, you're not listening. <laughs> you don't listen to this podcast, Craig. <laughs> what is it? <this>? Hypnosis. <laughs> it's like smooth ASMR. You will listen to this podcast. I didn't even know what that was until last week. ASMR. Yeah, it's been. It's pretty big now. Well, it's huge now. You've got a voice for uh, ASMR. Got a voice for radio. Yeah. And a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sit here in the green room and be like, yep. <laughs> maybe we should do some crates and vinyl ASMR. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. I don't even know what it is, mate. I can diversify into ASMR. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn us down a little as well, by the way, because I think we're clipping quite a bit. So this should be a little smoother now, guys. 
So just technical difficulties. We don't really know what we're doing yet. Um, but there's been a lot of coughing and laughing. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. clipping. <laughs> so uh, a note to our engineer, which we're now going to hire. <laughs> our sound engineer. Yeah. I feel like you need to be turned up and I need to be turned down. But I don't know who's who. Testing, one, two. <laughs> you're turning me down Testing, the moment. Testing, one, two. Oh, God, you're really loud. Testing, one, two. Testing, one, two. Yeah. That looks about right. Nice and smooth. They're a good hip hop group, by the way. Nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. They were. They were actually a hip hop group. They probably still produce music now. I just don't know. Is there any more content? <laughs> Hello, Terrace. Any more content over there? I've got nothing to say. Oh, for Christ's sake, Terrace! You bloody tapped something. It's been this big waveform now. <laughs> no, that's for our editor. So she can easily see it. I mean, we were talking about like editors and stuff the other day. Yeah. And we did find someone from the UK. Yes. What do you mean we did? I did. You did. Yes. Get it right. <laughs> you found someone from the UK. Yep. And I think someone from Lithuania as well. <laughs> I think, Lithuania? I think that's where that guy was from, wasn't it? I think, I don't know, actually. Uh, You're clipping a lot, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it was uh, through Upwork, right? Yeah. And Upwork take 20%. Do the they? Of the person's pay, yeah. Good girls. It is a sliding scale, working with the same client, but up to £500, it's 20%. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so poor Kanchan. She's, uh, I think she's, I think she's got about $1,000 now against this. Hmm. So she should be earning 20%. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Okay, so she... She is on double what I am on, mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, so I don't feel too bad, especially the fact that she lives in India, so her living costs is probably uh, yeah. significantly less than mine. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, and you are not allowed to talk outside of Upwork either. Really? So you're not allowed to give your private email address, address so you can continue the business relationship outside of Upwork. It's against their terms of service. But if you, as like a worker on there, yeah, um, pay three and a half thousand dollars, yeah, you're allowed to do it outside of Upwork. Good God. Yeah, I was gonna say because originally we were talking over Skype and stuff. Yeah. And then she asked to move across to um, to Upwork. So maybe that's why. So I found that really strange. Hmm. So just all of a sudden one day, and that maybe explain that probably explains why she was suspended last week. Yeah. Because she was, she was um, literally said, like, uh, Can Chan's account has been suspended. <laughs> so I was like, I Skyped her and I was like, Is everything okay? Are you going to be back on Upwork anytime soon? Otherwise, can we arrange like an alternative way of paying you? Yeah. Because she's really good. Can Chan, if you ever listen to this, maybe we, I tell you what, maybe we can hire her to do the editing. We can't afford her. <laughs> no, we can't afford her, actually, no. I'm really sorry, Can Chan, but we just can't afford you. But to be fair, I negotiated a smaller, so I, I negotiated. A, I think it was like a $7 an hour decrease. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can do like 20 Do you have a younger sister called Jessica? <laughs> Who'd like some work experience. <laughs> Who we don't have to pay minimum wage to. Because <laughs> we can't afford it. Yeah, I don't know how the minimum wage works with Upwork then. Because if they take 20%. Well, that, that girl that's in university... 
She's getting paid less than minimum wage. Yeah, what was her? What was she charging? Nine dollars an hour. Nine dollars an hour, which is what? That's about like six pounds, seven pounds. Plus, then the twenty percent off. That's ridiculous. That's literally less. But than she's wage. she's just looking for like, she's just looking for contracts where it's building up a portfolio. Clearly, yeah. She's wanting to become a copywriter or something, and she's that's that's the way she's going about it. Instead of just going in an internship, which is free, mm-hmm. she's instead getting paid for some of the work. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Which is that's a good way of thinking about it. If she is thinking that way, I don't know what your name was. I've got you bookmarked. That's a really thing, a really weird thing to say. Mm. I've got you bookmarked. <laughs> Sounds threatening. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but I've got you bookmarked on my Safari. I didn't even use Safari Chrome. That that's threatening. I've got you bookmarked on my Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I got a gun to head. I guarantee you, right, I might, I, I'm going to go to court one day and they're going to be like, can you explain this uh, piece of audio? And they're going to play it. So it's going to be me saying, I've bookmarked you with my chrome. <laughs> and I'm going to go to jail for like 10 years for murder. <laughs> like manslaughter or something. Chrome to the dome. Chrome to the dome. Who knew Terrace is a rapper? That's going to be a thing now as well, by the way. The rap segment. The rap segment. We're gonna we're gonna have to, oh my god yeah I'll play you a beat you rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be god awful. <laughs> we might get people turning up though. Maybe. That'll be a great Instagram post. <laughs> oh my god you're gonna have to go on the streets with like a hoodie. On the mean streets and... beneath. <laughs> but I tell you what I I going on to um, a subject about neath. Every time right, I come to um, Terrace's flat he always goes oh you know there's no parking outside every bloody time I'm sat outside <laughs> there's never any parking and he manages to get right outside my flat every yeah. single time it's it's a it's a skill it's a skill yeah it's weird because it's like rush hour as well <laughs> I don't know I don't know how that's even possible I'm just that good I guess like some local businesses have closed down for the night so <laughs> yeah not, not forever not forever <laughs> You never know, Neath. So they've driven off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think it's brilliant, though, how Neath's one-way system works. It's so confusing. Like, every time... <laughs> could I go Google Maps on because I'm coming from work and I don't really know my way. I went a different way than I did last week now, by the way, tonight. So it was quicker. But... um. Yeah, it, Google Maps just wants to send me down the wrong way all the time. Mm. It's like, turn right, I need to be turning left. And it's like, no, turn right. <laughs> I'm like, no, Google. When are you learning to drive? Not anytime soon, because you're buying all this equipment. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the, uh, the start of next year. That's going to be a segment. Uh. <laughs> update on your driving lessons. <laughs> yeah, the weekly update. Yeah. That's going to be expensive, mind. Yep. It's got to be done. It has got to be done, but it is expensive. And then, of course, is actually getting a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the news this morning? No. Tata have um, are going to cut a thousand jobs. Jeez. Tata Steel. But you know what it might be? When we were having this discussion work um, this evening, a lot of the... Um, 
older generation of the workers at Tata, they had an amazing pension, which ended a few years ago. Yeah. And they've been put onto this new pension. Um, and so the theory of the commercial director in work is that they're cutting most of the jobs of, you know, the people of, you know, between 55 and 65 who've had those um, amazing pensions. Because what they're now doing, apparently, is say they're on like £20,000 a year, yeah, for their position. Yeah. They're living off the pension that they previously had, yeah? And they're taking that out every month or however it works, every week, and living off that money. And then the money that they're earning in Tata, they're just putting straight into their new pension. Yeah. So you're getting the tax benefit. Yeah. And so Tata are like, okay, this is getting really costly. <laughs> so that's his theory, is that Tata decided they're going to cut costs and essentially get rid of the uh, the people who are benefiting from the double pension, the double yeah. bubble. That's the theme of today's episode. I feel like I mentioned double bubble earlier. I can't remember why. I know there's always like talk of redundancies at work. Really? Yeah. But um, so there was some. I tell you what, you make shit sandwiches, by the way. Sandwiches. Yeah, shit sandwiches. I mean, they're always a bit Ooh. soggy. I'm really not enjoying them. At work. I'm having the um, one of the Christmas ones. I won't mention like what the exact name of it is because I'll probably give away the story for you. Oh, I, but there was one last. By the way, that was here's, disgusting. Here's here's a little um, uh, a little Easter egg for you guys. Craig stupidly mentioned. <laughs> Did you hear that last week? No. We were talking about it. Like, not mentioning the store that you work at. Yeah. And he literally goes, X, Y, Z. <laughs> I didn't I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally like, he's like, finished my sentence for me. So we don't mention, you know, and he goes, X, Y, Z. <laughs> Before I even get to speak. It's like, yeah, but that's the whole point, Craig. We don't mention it. <laughs> so I'm, I was just sat there staring at him like, what is wrong with you? So if anyone cares enough, they can go back <laughs> and listen through. And as I'm speaking, you've got Craig in the background saying in the store. I mean, last year, I, I might remember. have to cut that now. Note to the editor, Jessica, please cut that. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I swear one sandwich had like chocolate sauce in it or something last year. One of the festive ones. Chocolate sauce? I swear it was something disgusting like that. Yeah, and no one was eating it. So there was like 50... It would have to be thrown out, like every so often. Does that go to like a food bank or anything? No, just goes thrown in the bin. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know how it works because obviously they're trying to trying to reduce waste. Yeah. Right, but um, but yeah, when things are addicted, you just get thrown. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is that is terrible. I should go to a food bank or something. Surely, I'm really surprised at that. Really surprised. I'm sure they've got um. I mean, they do have certain policies about reducing food waste, mm. but I don't know exactly what they're doing because all of it seems to be thrown out. Because <laughs> half the time I end up loading it back onto lorries to be taken away. Really? Yeah, as God. food waste, and then they dispose of it. Yeah. That's insane. <sighs> yes, and there's supposed to be an Aldi opening in Neath. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like other supermarkets have been like trying to block it as much as possible. Yeah. So they still haven't had to go ahead after like two years. Wow. Um, but I'm pretty sure they are gonna. They're gonna get it. By the way, you just said Aldi and other supermarkets. Yeah. We can write off Aldi as the supermarket that Terrace works for. This has got to be like a tally every week. 
We've got like a list of supermarkets. This is the second one I had and, mentioned. Yeah, well, he's had Morrison's, yeah. Aldi. So, so and it can't be. What, what was the one that um, Morrison's took over? Summerfield? Yeah. There you go. It's not Summerfield. It's, they don't um, exist. What was it? <laughs> Asda? No. But Morrison's did take it over. Spit it out, man. I don't remember what it's called. What are you, what are you thinking? Safeway. Safeway. That's it. Safeway. Because one company was going to buy it, but the um, Monopoly Commission stepped in and stopped them from doing it. The one company's where you were. <laughs> I'm joking. So. <laughs> no, to the Edstar cut that. <laughs> so so they, wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be allowed to buy it. So Morrison's bought it. Morrison's negotiated. Wait, so the one you do work for, that's what happened? Yeah. Well, that gives away. Because the competition commission stepped in. Good God. So yeah. can I... Am I allowed to mention... Like, am I allowed to, like, keep that in now? You, you can keep it in if you like, yeah. I haven't I haven't actually said where I work. No. No. No, okay. Cool. I've said where I've not worked a couple of times. Yeah. But... I'm literally going to start, like, a tally. Like, you know, you've got, like, a, a blackboard. Yeah. And I'm going to write down all the supermarket names... That I don't work for. That you don't work for. And the one that you do, and I'm going to strike off, like, on Instagram every week, I'm going to post it and strike off one you've mentioned. <laughs> and eventually it'll be like, da Like a bingo sheet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. We can get people on Instagram involved. Number Theo five, I've got number five. <laughs> <laughs> I had Asda. People can place their bets. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be difficult, I suppose. Like, if you were so inclined, you could just, like... I suppose visit the supermarkets in the area and just Obneath. and find me. <laughs> notes mean? notes to all hitmen. If you're ever hired <laughs> to kill Terrace, there's your plan. <laughs> that is your game plan. You don't even know need to know where he lives. <laughs> just where he works. We've already said he works night shifts. Yeah. How's that going by the way? Obviously you're back in work now in the last week or so. Yes. Yeah, I had six nights in and two off. Enjoying it? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> you like think it's, so? Um, it's not too bad, actually. It's very, very busy, but it'll be worse at Christmas. Yeah. Going into December now. Bearing in mind, we're going to be posting something this summer, so this is going to be a really weird conversation <laughs> to be having. <laughs> we need to get. We need to go live. We do need to go live. Like, it needs to be like a. We need to have updates, like a live feed. Yeah. As well, like our progress. <laughs> on how far we are from going live just to like build up the hype like a countdown and, and on no Instagram. one knows yeah and no one knows no one knows what it is and yeah. then when they find out they're disappointed they're really disappointed <laughs> they have to listen to us too just talk absolute nonsense all episode you haven't got much to talk about this week have you? no I don't suppose so no? because I was going to talk about EDM yes right but, but. when I um, when I looked into it I realised you were was... completely wrong well there's <laughs> It, the history extends back to the 70s to disco yeah so there's so much I could talk about yeah that would be um a YouTube video that I would create with the laptop yeah that I'm gonna buy and the microphones I bought right and then I can talk about it on uh on the podcast okay so like that sort of thing we could release onto like a crates and vinyl YouTube channel yeah and then if I do stuff like outside of that I can put that on like my own channels yeah. But if I talk about music or something like that. Yeah. 
or like you know uh conspiracy theories in regards to musicians and whatever it can be put on there okay we can do videos together anyway yeah we can video we, we should be recording this as a video as well we should be doing the vlogs and stuff mm. that's silly although to be honest like all the the amount of silences that we have <laughs> and be very just weird just to sit in here and be like yeah <laughs> with side eyes like looking back and forth like okay who's gonna say anything next <laughs> and you should start off well go back to sample sunday as well i know that's the plan this weekend that was really really good yeah i, I need to get back into it and i'll tell you why that's a that's a good topic actually because i'll tell you why i haven't been doing it over the past how long has it been may six mm-hmm. months yeah nearly oh yeah oh no it is six months yeah um, so the reason why I stopped it, um, I've actually got two episodes ready to go for Sample Sunday. Um, and I've also got a vlog because that weekend we went up to Manchester. So I've got a vlog to put out as well. But the reason why I stopped doing it was just because like everything was getting really busy in work. Um, the week where I was editing all of those videos, mm-hmm. um, my boss was over with a board meeting. So I was really busy in work. And then the week after... Um, we had a CRM meeting because we were installing a CRM um, at the company so I was heavily involved in that and then like just like work took over I just didn't have the time to maintain it um, and uh, I was also I've, I've been quite unhappy in work mm. I've been uh, sort of considering my options Um so whilst I've been doing all of that and concentrating on myself and trying to figure out my next steps, I've had to take a step back from Sample Sunday, which is a bad excuse. I shouldn't have stopped. I really shouldn't have stopped. You should have doubled down, really, I suppose. I should have doubled down because by now, potentially, I could have had a sponsor mm. and I could have given up my job. <laughs> Not that I would want to do that, to be honest. I don't think I would want to have a sponsor for Sample Sunday because then it would be like selling to the audience and I wouldn't necessarily want that. Unless, of course, it's Vinyl Deli. Yeah. That is a perfect... That is... that is Vinyl Deli is the perfect company for me to start right now. Mm-hmm. Because of the content that I've been putting out lately. Yeah. Well, well, I say lately over the last year and a half, two years. And obviously with the record label, that needs to happen at some point in the future. Which we discussed in last week's podcast with Craig. Mm-hmm. Do, we think we, do you think we're going to get Craig back on the podcast? I don't know. I don't think we are. I don't think he's going to do it. I'll put it out there. Craig, I don't think you're going to do it. We'll, we'll see if he listens. I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will either. I don't think he will. No. He'll say he will, though. Hmm. Guarantee. Craig, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sample Sunday. Let's say you've got a 20-minute video. Mm-hmm. Right? From planning what music you're going to play mm. to actually releasing the video editing and everything how long is it taking to do 20 minutes um it's quite simple really i've, I've tried to keep it as bare bones as possible um in terms of the editing and things like that so in terms of the whole process creating the playlists probably takes me 20 minutes per playlist so it's about i normally do around 10 songs five mm-hmm. songs um, with five samples. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like for example, like last year when we did the, I did the 2018 like special, because there were so many songs in 2018 that I wanted a, um, sort of shout out as you know as really good songs. So you had like, 
Um, did I have Cardi B in there? I think I had Cardi B in there. Um, I had Nicki Minaj. I had Royster59 with Bobolo Boat. Um, I had Black Milk, we, we discussed the other day. Yeah. I had Black Milk with Could It Be. Um, and uh, that one took a long time because it was like, it was like an hour and a half of footage that I had to cut down to about like 40, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we recorded it. So in, in the winter, we have to take into consideration is the fact that you only have light for about five hours. Yeah. Um, and of that five hours, you've only got about two, three hours worth of actually, especially in Swansea, with the weather we have, the cloudy weather, the overcasting um, and, and things like that. You only have about an hour's worth of decent light. So the episodes from last year, this time last year, like they were in pitch black, even though they weren't in the pitch black, it was just the weather. Yeah. It might have been midday where the, you know, the sun's supposed to be, you know, out the most, so to speak. <laughs> it was just terrible. Um, so I'm going to have to try and figure out how I'm going to avoid that this year. I don't think I am. But no, so the, the whole process behind Sample Sunday, or certainly the time it takes, is it's quite it's reasonable. So the playlists themselves probably take about 20 to 30 minutes to create. Um, I then obviously publish them to Apple Music and Spotify once the video goes live, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I have them sitting as a draft within my Apple Music um, profile, which no one sees, it's not live on my profile, it's just in the background, um, in my iTunes. Um, I then play that in the car with Rian, we record it, so say we're going to, I don't know, town for the day, I would say in the morning, like, oh, Rian, do you mind like, doing Sample Sunday today? I set up the, the camera, um, and we just crack on with it. So it's, you know, that's, it's passive, yeah. that time, because like we'd already be spending that time going to town the only problem is is that the journey tends to be like a 10 minute journey yeah. but I have to like just drive around in a circle yeah. for about 25-30 minutes just to get all the footage done which is very um, easy to do in Swansea which thankfully is very easy to do in Swansea because it's a one way system the only problem is you can see that I'm driving around in a circle because <laughs> <laughs> you see the location like pop up like five times yeah. so when I'm actually driving like I have to say to Ian beforehand like oh we'll go here and then we'll drive into town from there mm-hmm so it's like a case of like, sometimes it might be a case of in the summer, certainly we could go somewhere and then we could finish the video off later on in the day Yeah. because you still have the light. But in the winter, it's very difficult. So you have to do it in one take, um, so to speak. And then you've got the issue around, so GoPros, um, which is what I use in the car to record. Um, they only record up to 12 minutes or so, <clears throat> up to about four gigabytes of data, which is equivalent to 12 minutes of 1080p. Um, so after about 12 minutes I have to remember like after like two songs I always say like we're going to have to restart it yeah. so to speak um, so you've always got to hit it on and off on and off um, and uh, then with the so that probably takes about half an hour to do then the post-production takes a lot longer so the video itself I have to go into a platform called Canva which is a graphic designs tool um, it's canva.com for anyone who's interested um, where I create the 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 artwork because um, I use iMovie as the video editor yeah. and they don't actually have decent uh, title slides so I have to create the artwork first and then I drag it in with all the footage into iMovie so creating the artwork I've templated it but creating it probably takes around half an hour um, for one episode it's only 12 slides yeah. no it's not it's about yeah it's probably about 20 minutes for the 12 slides 
Um, it might be a bit quicker. I don't really know. I haven't done it in a while. Um, but I drag those into iMovie then. Then obviously I have to get the footage onto my Mac from my GoPro. And then sometimes my Mac has run out of space. So I then have to wait for my uh, Dropbox to sync everything, take everything off my Dropbox, off my um, off my MacBook, and sync it to online only, <laughs> which takes a long time to then be able to have all the footage off the GoPro. So that takes time. That is probably the biggest drain of time, and the fact that I haven't got enough space on my MacBook, um, and then to actually edit all the footage is probably hours worth. So all told, it probably takes about three or four hours a week. Oh, and then to do all the the social media posts. So you know when I do the clips on social yeah. media, each one of those posts probably takes 15 minutes to do. So you're talking about five to six hours a week, probably, I imagine. For a 20 minute video. For a 20 minute video. So it's a long time. And I took a long time to explain that it was a long time. <laughs> but yeah, what, what are your... What are your ambitions then with YouTube and stuff? Because obviously you're talking about maybe potentially doing YouTube and I'm, I'm really interested. I want to find out what you're doing. And also whether there's like synergies as well. Because obviously I'm wanting to do things. I'm wondering if we can collaborate even further in the future. Well, I mean, obviously I can be putting stuff onto um, creating vinyl. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if, if you want to, yeah. And like I mean, at, at, at some point as well, hopefully, once we're getting paid for it, we can like... Um, sort out the so like if we, if we're getting sponsored for something then it'll be like a, a ratio depending on how much we put in yeah. so like for example if you're putting all the content I'm very happy to like pay you more for that content if it's helping build like Vinyl Deli for example or create a vinyl as a platform itself mm-hmm. um, so yeah if you ever wanted to do uh, content for creating vinyl on your own We'll we'll try and figure out a way of making it fair in terms of like if you're putting out something I gotta find something to pull out, so to speak. Yeah. For it. So I think that's probably the best method. I don't even I don't even know how because I've never really collaborated on anything before like this, so I don't even know how we're gonna handle all that if we ever make money off of it. Which isn't really the goal right now, is it? I don't think. No. It's just to have fun and put out content that hopefully people like and they then wanna follow us for. <laughs> Yeah. But hopefully one day it'll, it'll replace our jobs, our measly shitty jobs, in a metals manufacturer and a supermarket store that you probably do know now. Yeah. I mean, I for years I've been wanting to do like YouTube. Mm. I mean, literally like ten years, yeah, eleven years, twelve years, probably twelve years to be honest. Probably the same as me then. Yeah, 12 years is about right, because I would have been 2008, end of 2007. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, 12 years. I'd like to... Um, I'd like to go back to doing some, like, gaming stuff. It's been, yeah. it's been a long time. I, I tell you what I'm sitting on at the moment. I'm sorry to interject. But I've got a couple of gaming videos <laughs> ready mm-hmm. to go out mm-hmm. that I've recorded. So that's something that we can, like I say, synergies... We can do stuff together in the future then for creating vinyl. Well, I was thinking, like, if some miracle happens and we get, like, GTA 6 London, right? Mm. Like, that's something that we're going to have to do. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that would be, that would be, like, Terrace buys a PS4 and, because you've got PS4, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be something we definitely have to do. Yeah. And put, start, like, piling that content on. Mm. Early. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that'd be easy because like the content creation itself is easy. Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. It's then the editing and things like that afterwards, which is draining. Like I don't enjoy video editing. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy it. I know how to do it, but it's a burden. It's it's a pain in the ass. So then hopefully at that point, once we, we get to that point, hopefully it's a case of just turning around to Jessica and being like, Jessica, edit this for us, please. Mm-hmm. And then we pay her, you know, whatever it is an hour. And... Rupees. <laughs> the only problem is in bloody India, everyone wants to charge like double what I'm on. So I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to afford that. We can't afford people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We can't afford these freelancers. Yeah, so we've got some equipment now. Yeah. And I'll be getting these, a These are great as well. Yeah. I mean, this has been like the push for me to actually get started on something. Or the investment of the actual... Yeah. I've been thinking about it for years and I've had stuff like this in wish lists for ages, but I never just... I never bought them. Mm. And now I have, so... Well, at least I'm glad I've been able to help with that. Okay, so so Terrace, um, he's actually fronted all the money for all the equipment that we're using right now. So for the first three episodes, we had this old shitty USB mic that I've um, been using for years. And now we've got this brilliant, well, two brilliant condenser mics um, by Audio-Technica, um, along with a fantastic um, audio interface uh, with two pre, um, pre, um, preamps. Uh, for the microphones and yeah it's brilliant isn't it yeah um, I'm very very happy so I'm, I'm one I'm I'm glad I've been able to help Terrace because he wanted recommendations and I've got some experience with some of the, this equipment mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad I was able to help him there um, and I'm, I'm also glad that you're now actually going to be creating all the content that you said you were going to be creating 10 years ago yeah this is going to be great I'm really excited to see what you do with all this I'm very excited yeah I am very excited and I, I truly mean it if you do want to help with anything I'm very happy to to try and help you in any way I can in any, be... in any solo content and if there's synergies like I say mm-hmm. like it's it's very easy to when we've got synergies together it's very easy to just to create extra content when there's two people working on something so I'm very happy to do that it's going to be a very steep learning curve I think no it's it's very easy mate you know how to work a computer mm it's it's very easy. I mean, I'm using Audacity right now to record record this this podcast. It's very simple software. It's free, very easy to use. Um, the only thing you'll um, you know in the future we will probably want to move on to like Pro Tools or something like that, which is a bit more technical. Yeah. Um, but for the use at the moment, this is absolutely perfect. And it's very easy to pick up. So for anyone wanting to start something um, like this. Don't be afraid. Just get stuck in. Because mm. even if it is a steep learning curve, just plow through it. You'll get there. Like that's that's the reason why I know how like to do so much. Like Anne in work, for example, my boss. She's an absolutely brilliant boss, by the way. Um, but she's always turned around to me and she goes like, "Well, like, how, like she's surprised that I know how to do everything. Well, I'm not everything, but you know, to do as much as I as I know. Um, and it's just about just not being scared to break things. Yeah. In a way, do you know what I mean? I go well if it doesn't work out and I've done it wrong oh well it's like this podcast I know that in a couple of years time I'm be listening, old and great listening, <laughs> listening to these podcasts and cringing oh 100% yeah but this is like you've got to have some cringeworthy stuff before you get to the good stuff oh yeah 100% I'm very happy to 
to, to get the cringe out of the way as quickly as possible doing this. Yeah. It's going to be painful listening to some of this back. To be fair, though, I've listened to all three episodes that we've done so far, obviously, because I've edited them. Yeah. And they're not that bad. I'm sure they could have been far worse. Well, the first episode was way better than I expected. Mm. Way better. I was very surprised. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It is good. I think we do need to do more research into our uh, podcast, though. Mm-hmm. And, and get more... Get more content into them. Content into them? Yeah, that's right. I don't know why. I tell you what as well. We need to move our podcasts so it's not a Thursday when I'm absolutely knackered after work. Because I don't feel like I'm up to par. I don't think I have like... I don't Any think, other time. <laughs> I I mean, I'm working tonight. I know. So I I could be any other night for all I can. Mm. Doesn't really um doesn't really matter. Well, to be fair, it was only because of uh, Craig this week. We thought he was going to be free tonight, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if we just say we'll, we'll do a a Monday or something like that when I'm maybe a little, hopefully, a little fresher. I won't be able to do next week though because I've got a sales meeting on Tuesday. So I need to prepare for that Monday. I'll probably do that Monday night. So, yay. Work, 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 work. <laughs> so what are, your, what are your plans for content though? We didn't actually get to that. I think I... Uh, I interrupted you. Sorry. Well, like some game and stuff, obviously. <clears throat> but I like the idea of like video game and movie analysis. I really love watching those videos. And I really, um, I really like chatting about films and stuff. Mm. So I guess that's one of the things I'll be doing because I enjoy them. Yeah. Like that's the, I'll be putting out that sort of content and um, trying to see if anyone else like anyone watches them and anyone's got any feedback or anything like that so we can like continue the conversation somewhere else or whatever yeah that'd be nice like finding other people who are like passionate about the same things you are mm. which is why YouTube and social media in general are so powerful mm. it's about the long tail mm-hmm. that's the amazing thing should we get into some music? yeah do you want to end the episode there and get into some music or do you want to do you want to discuss something afterwards? I think we can end it here with our... Yeah? Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, I don't know what I'm actually going to play. Uh, I, I need to be more prepared here as well. How about some Mac Miller? Oh, yeah, that'll be a nice one. Yeah, let's get into some Mac Miller. That's a really nice touch. Well done, Terrace. Why didn't we think about that earlier? Well, I think about it. It's going to be Dang off of The Divine Feminine. Or The Divine Feminine. I don't even know why I said... Did do Americans say Feminine? No. So I just made that up earlier. The yeah. Divine Feminine, so it rhymed. Well, I just, I, so it rhymed. What I, the hell's wrong with me? I just let you run with it because I thought, well, he's bound to be pronouncing it right. <laughs> surely, that's, surely that's Mac Miller's pronunciation for it or something. I didn't even know why. I meant the Divine femin- Feminine. <laughs> Jessica, cut that, please. <laughs> just replace everything with Divine Feminine. Fe- 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 I just said it wrong. <laughs> it's because it need like, I wanted to rhyme. I think that's the reason why. I apologise to everyone. It's a Thursday night. It's eight o'clock. We've I've been here for what two and a bit hours. Two hours, yeah. Yeah, I'm tired. Anyway, the end of the episode. We'll love you and leave you. I'm really sorry that this episode has been pure nonsense again. <laughs> I'm really sorry that I mispronounced the Mac Miller album, The Divine Feminine. Um, but please enjoy the the uh, song that he did with Anderson Pack called "Dang." It is actually one of my favourites. As is, it's it's one of my girlfriends and my mum's favourites of Mac Miller as well. 
Because my mum is that cool, she's into Mac Miller. Yeah. <laughs>